podcasting from Lagos, Nigeria. You are listening to New Zone with Brown, a podcast committed to discussing relationship matters with reference to personal experiences from an open-minded standpoint to provide you with insights to have the best relationship experience. Prepare to be entertained as I introduce your host, Brown. Welcome to the first episode of Need Zone with Brown as a relationship-based podcast. Thank you for coming with me as a new phase begins. Kickstarting this new height is the first topic in the I Do series, and I really can't wait to delve into the richness promised today. Today, we discuss maximizing singlehood before you say I do. Being single is a season of varying experiences. For some, it's, you know, a time of flexing. They enjoy it. They are exhilarated about it. Generally, they live their best lives excitedly, you know, as singles. And for some others, this is not the case. However, on today's episode, with the help of my guest, we'll be discussing how a single person can live and live truly during this season without worry and prepare maximally for the next phase of their lives. My guest on today's episode is a young, vibrant man who, until some months ago, was a card-carrying member of the Singles Club those now graduated to the married club, I believe that there is a lot we can glean from his experience that he had as a single man before now. Please welcome Dami Ukutunde. Please say hi to my listeners. Hello, guys. Good morning. How are yeah, y'all doing today? Good to be here. Thank, Thank you, you too for honoring my invite. Daniel Goodsunday. Okay, let me just put this out here before I start so that you don't get confused. Um, he's fondly called P Dams. So that's what I'm going to be calling him so that I don't mix up my names here. Okay, so P Dams. <laughs> yeah, he's a business consultant, a writer, and a pastor. And um, I can say that like two of his books that I've read have been of immense blessing, huge blessing to me. You can follow him on I am Instagram and Twitter at Dami Okutunde and he's on Facebook at Dami Okutunde. Okay, so let's get down to business. Pidam, thank you for joining me in the zone once again. Yeah, right. you're welcome. So Thank you for ask, having me. Let's let's start this. Let's go to the bone real quick. What does it mean to be enough as a single person with or without a partner? Okay, by saying enough, you're saying 
it doesn't mean to be self yes you know defining to not feel like and mm-hmm. uh, actualize okay um the, the question of acts is a very key and vital question in in any relationship or rather in any individual life mm. you know into any relationship if a person a single human being or a single person has not answered the question regarding his identity or her identity um and the uniqueness that he or she carries and the value mm. he or she brings to the table um he or she is not really ready for a relationship because she doesn't even know herself he doesn't know himself he doesn't know exactly who he is so you have no right to begin pursuit of another person because you yourself you lack you you lack a significant amount of self-worth and identity and that's why the first thing you know every individual needs to chase and pursue is a strong sense of individuality you need to know who you are you need to understand yourself you need to be able to define yourself effectively uh, from the spiritual level to physical level to mental level to social level must be able to know exactly who you are your dimensions so um sodium must know that it's sodium for it to combine well with chloride <laughs> so they can form salt but if sodium doesn't have any idea what sodium is i mean chloride would always be aloof he would not even know exactly what it means to become salt because he doesn't even know who he or she is and so it's a very important area for going into a relationship knowing yourself understanding your tendencies your proclivities your personality type your giftings all of those things are very key to right. forming your own sense of individuality right so um would you agree with me that singlehood or being single can get super lonely at times like like i said up until some months ago you were a card carrying member of this prestigious club <laughs> <laughs> you can still remember some I mean it's still fresh now it's not like it's one old memory you can still remember right so, would you agree with me that you know being yeah. single can get lonely and maybe frustrating sometimes well uh, yes I can say that but it, mm-hmm. the, the, the loneliness and frustration lingers to the degree of mm-hmm. the helplessness in that sense. So for someone who has hooked or you have placed your happiness and your satisfaction on the moment mm-hmm. you get involved in a relationship mm-hmm. or on the moment you get married and you have literally traded off mm-hmm. your happiness up until that moment, then your happiness and your, you know, frustration will linger until that happens because in your heart you have established in your heart that those are the things that will guarantee your happiness and your satisfaction however that really shouldn't be the case so as as often as you perhaps feel lonely and feel you know frustrated you feel like i ah, wish you had some guy around you wish that some lady around and all of that it's also important that you realize that it's a very priceless season of your life and there's so much that can be done in that season so the moment you're able to snap out of that sense of frustration and all of that the quicker you're going to be able to maximize mm-hmm. the season right with the several things that okay, you can so thank you for first yeah. agreeing to the fact that it, it it does get lonely sometimes being being single but it's lingering on that yeah, feeling exactly. that we shouldn't yeah. do right Okay so how would you suggest that we yeah. you know live through those lonely moments how do we get out of that 
how do we know Linda in those moments? Very, very important. That that's a very important question because um, I find a lot of people on this lane, you know, where you know they are in a frantic search of a relationship, and that seems to be the primary thing their life is about at that moment. It's like their life pauses for a moment and it takes on exactly, and they take on that agenda. It's like on the to-do list of their lives, the agenda is find a husband, find a wife, find a girlfriend. You know, and so at that moment, they're literally just zoomed in on, okay, positioning for a girlfriend, positioning for a boyfriend, finding a man, finding a woman. And, you know, that in itself is not wrong. But once it becomes an overwhelming pursuit, that's the only thing you're literally chasing after. Then the frustration quotient actually increases. And so what 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 I would, you know, suggest and advise that people do more is to find purpose, is to find what their life is about. You have a life, you have a purpose outside mm. of a connection to someone. In fact, it is to the degree that you have purpose and a life that your connection mm. to someone will make sense. If you do not have a life and a purpose, your connection to someone will become a burden to that person because you are not a self-energized person. You are not a motivated mm. person. You are not purpose-driven. Do you understand that? And so, if you're not about a business, if you're not about a purpose, doing something, achieving something, hitting target, then the likelihood that you'll be a colossal blessing to your partner is low. And so, that is the time to pursue purpose. That's the time to make your life count and be about the father's business. And once you find your purpose, the truth is it's actually a lot easier to find a partner. You see, it's it's a trick, right? Because once you find purpose, you find what your life is really about. Then your purpose almost eliminates Mm -hmm. the choices you now have left. Because you don't find a partner based on your Mm -hmm. desires in that sense. Your purpose almost determines everything in your life. Your purpose determines who you can combine with. Because if you're sodium, there are some chemical compounds you cannot combine with. Only some kinds of compounds can produce the salts we're ordained to give off on earth and so it's important that you find purpose first before you begin to look for a partner and uh, it is in finding purpose that you know your partner almost evolved into right. your life okay so That's first right. thing firstly Pidams, yeah. all the scientific distance they are using me i'm an art student or medium and what have you uh, I was never, I was never a scientist either. All this sodium and and I'm just using school to follow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm sorry. I'm learning something. Yeah, you address <laughs> that question from, like, more like a spiritual, you know, point of view. I like for you to tell us like maybe like more practical stuff because some people would be like eh, is it when I, you know sometimes you might just wake up in the middle of the night and for some reason you just start feeling like oh i wish you know i was married and my husband is here or my wife was here so at what point in time mm-hmm. do you start thinking about your purpose i mean what's the practical thing to do right now? you know what do you do Okay, that, that's a bit tricky now because, um, okay, yeah. so when that happens, I think you just have to re- refocus on the on the right. main things, right? Because that's not the time to, to daydream. That's, that's going to frustrate you. That's going to give yourself unnecessary mm. hopes and highs. 
that will just sort of mm. deceive you for a moment. I think that's the time to refocus on the essentials, mm. on the main thing. So while you're finding purpose, you should already understand that purpose is not fulfilled in isolation. You need people, you need friends, you need you know, a company of believers, yes. a, a community. All right, people that share okay. similar value systems with you. And so uh, while you're at purpose, mm. you're not necessarily alone. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You're not necessarily alone, even though you may be lonely yeah. in that regard of a relationship, but you're not alone. Yeah. You're not in isolation, even though we're all in right. self-isolation at the moment. We are not in that emotional, social isolation where nobody can reach you. You have no friends, you have no buddies, you have nobody mm. you can talk to at any point in time. Nobody should ever be yeah. without someone they can mm. talk to. It is important that you find yeah. people of like mind, people that share yeah. similar value systems with you. Such moments when you go through a, a rough patch in your emotional life, in that mm. sense, that people should be able to talk to. And they just, you know, encourage you, you know, because nobody is really an island and nobody is self-sufficient in that sense. And we all need a company, a, a, a community. So at such moments, it's a good time to call your girlfriend, not a boy, not a male friend you have. <laughs> you know, it's a good time to call a girlfriend and, you know, just share your thoughts and um, let off the steam. And you guys have a laugh or something and then you can go back to sleep. And then, of course, we focus on the essentials. We focus on how great your life is. Focus on the things that you have, the, the many things you have to be grateful for. Marriage is not everything, really. Uh, if your purpose and mm. your life is not exciting before marriage, marriage will not make it any more exciting. Mm. Actually, it will make it any more exciting. It is the excitement you already have as an individual and as a purpose entity that you mm. bring into every marriage. If you don't have it before you get into a marriage, wow. you'll suck out the life in that marriage. And so people need to understand this. You have to be a complete single person before your union with another person will become fruitful hey, and effective. A Without that, a you only become... Single person. I like you know, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, have to, you have to be. Thank you so yes. much for that. Now, I'm about to ask you something a bit sensitive, yeah? Are you ready? <laughs> it is. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I thought you were saying that question just asked yeah. me. It's so sensitive. Well, the question okay. you're about to ask me now is a sensitive one. Okay. Okay. You know, premarital sex is an issue in most premarital relationships today. Yeah, it is. Many people have argued that they don't yeah. want to make the mistake of marrying someone who would not satisfy their sexual needs when they, you know, when they eventually marry them. So I'd like to ask you, as a recently married man, would you say that you made the right decision okay. not testing the waters with your fiance before exchanging vows? Mm. I, I didn't get the question again. Would you say that As you made what? the right decision not testing, you know, the waters before exchanging vows? Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a lot more of a better decision than trying okay, to so test any water, yeah. really. So what people do not know is that, um, well, I'm a pastor, so I would, I would speak yes. from the perspective of a pastor who has yep. God's word as his roadmap and as yep. his basis of decision making. So the reason why you don't have sex before marriage is not because it doesn't make sense to do so and you know, test waters and be sure of the sexual energy mm-hmm. both of you will share. Uh, it's not because it makes no sense. It actually does make a lot of sense. I mean, sex is one of the key things in marriage, and it makes sense that you perhaps test it out, much like you want to get a car, you're going to test drive it. You know, just to be sure you can do exactly. That's yeah, that's the logic. You know, 
um, you know, test the car and drive it and feel the energy and then know that, yes, this is what I'm going to be buying rather than buy it and then you're testing for the first time. But you see, the difference with, you know, a, a life is that your wife is not a car, number one. You are not a car and you have, you have a destiny, right? In the same vein, um, there are some things you obviously cannot test. So, for example, nobody uses that same example with eggs. You can't say, let me break it if it's good. Right? I like that. Yes, right? that's so true. Yes. And the reason why, <laughs> the reason why there is a difference with those illustrations is because those two things are essentially different. So, what happens is the creator of that thing creates the boundaries and the scope within which the interaction with mm. that entity wow. must be guided by and so the egg apparently is guided by the law of, you know what you cannot you cannot test this one as you are holding it and you are using it that's the end of that egg you can't you can't be coming back yes. and be trying to test run it test fry it before you buy it no you buy it and then you use it because mm. that's the nature of the egg now, with a car, it, it gives room. I mean, that's the idea of having a car. You want to go to the, the you know, the car lot and all of that to pick up a car. You It gives allowance for test driving because that's even one of the major reasons why a lot of people get to buy the car. Okay, if you never test drive a car, you're, not like, you're less likely going to buy it because you have to feel what, you know, um, yeah, the car will give you before you eventually give money for that car. With a human being, with someone with a soul, with a spirit, with a body, who is not a self-existing entity, God mm. created that person. That person has a manual by which you ought to interact with him. And that manual says that you don't try, you don't do fornication. That's not how this old machine called human life works. Once you begin to tamper with that, you are tampering with a lot more possibilities than you can imagine. Because by the time you get married and then you've tested all the testings, you understand. And then, you know, you are now in marriage. Apparently, if you are the kind of person that always likes to subject your relationship to such testings before you get married, the likelihood is that you are a tester before marriage. That means you're likely going to have done that with other ladies or with other men and all of that. And the likelihood that when you get into a marriage relationship, there is a backdrop of people to compare your wife with to compare your husband with the likelihood is higher because i mean that's your ideology that's your mindset and if you were not able to keep it closed zipped up before marriage the likelihood that you can keep it zipped up in marriage is next to nothing now i do not refer to those who made errors who made mistakes who perhaps did this in time of ignorance who messed up while before they before they got saved or before they got a better perspective to life and all of that, these are not included in this conversation. I'm talking about those who have it as a mindset that I must test before I go inside this marriage. You understand? That mindset is wrong because every you, can, you can't use the car example because you are not a car. The same way you're not using an egg example because apparently it, it, uh, it goes against the logic of what you want. So that's why a lot of people will not use the egg example anyways because... In the same vein, you're not an egg, you're not a cow. Who you are requires that before anyone knows you sexually, and that's why the Bible uses that word know, which is the highest form of knowledge you can have of hmm. any other human being. If you want to have that kind of knowledge with every single person you come in contact with, and then based on that experience, choose the person you want to live the rest of your life with, you're going to make a colossal mistake. 
because that should not be the basis of making the decision of you want to spend the rest of your life with. we are very delicate and God has designed how we must be interacted with and fornication and sex is not one of those things that you know initiates yes. the relationship I'm glad yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you know you how you began you agreed that you know there's a need to understand one's sexual capacity and needs before marriage and all of that you know Mm, yeah, let me now ask yeah. you how does one you know how do you we've had stories of people that get married and then they find out upon getting into the marriage that the man is impotent or that um the woman's sexual drive is low you know how well I, I, okay so yeah, very true. these kind of things can be very disappointing how does and and those are the kind of events or you know stories that yeah, um so those how, with the, how you know, do we that mm-hmm. how do you balance it i think it's very simple i think it's very very simple even though it's not that easy <laughs> but it's simple <laughs> the fact that um what i said about the fact that you know god yeah. created us and all of that he actually and i know this may not be a popular understanding yeah. of belief system you know a lot of people believe that when you want to get into a relationship or a married relationship you you have to know this person in other ways for example you have to know the person sexually you have to know the person emotionally socially that's are you guys compatible financially yeah. are you guys cool and all of that you know that's the popular you know framework however th- there are issues with that framework and i and i say this with every sense of you know humility and honor that um the best person to let you know who you really need in your life is not really the person mm. that you're observing so i'm saying because usually what, what happens is that you think you know the person you need and there's somebody manifesting traits in quotes that look like what you thought you need and then based on that sense of agreement in chemistry and all of those things then you approach and you're like wow you look like the kind of person i want and then you guys hit mm. off a relationship and then go all the nine years and then ends up in marriage now the challenge with that is that the best you can know about that person even if that person goes up to you 100% the best you can know about that person is that person's past you have no idea of who that person is going to evolve into you have no idea who is in the next two years of that person's life you have no idea who the person is going to get in contact with in the next two years and change yeah. the person's personality type and make him become drunk or become nah, you know his value system become, begins to change and then become mm-hmm. the white beater and then it becomes you have no idea of who that person is going to evolve into. You, that person can't even tell you who he or she is going to evolve into. The, the best the person can tell you is his plans, his mm. dreams, his aspirations. The person cannot tell you who exactly is going to evolve into. However, there is a God who doesn't just know our past, who also knows very accurately, as much as he knows our past, mm. our future. Now, it is this God that is in the best aerial position. Just like, you know, when you're, you're, you're traveling. Sorry, I'm using this illustration. But just, just do with me. Now, when you're traveling, you're, 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 you're driving a plane or you're piloting. Yeah, I am. Are you with me? Yeah, when you were about to start with the, with the illustration, I asked if it was a scientific illustration. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, this one is okay. pretty basic. Anyways. You know, a pilot doesn't run blind. He doesn't fly blind. He has to con- he has to connect yeah. to the control tower. The control tower knows where he's coming from mm-hmm. and knows where he's going mm-hmm. to. The, the, the pilot is incapable of seeing all the angles. But there is a control tower that sort of looks at the aerial perspective and sees everything mm-hmm. at a glance. He knows the coordinates. The control tower knows exactly where the pilot should navigate. That is why he is a control tower. 
no matter how expert a pilot is, once you disconnect your control tower, a crash mm. is imminent. And so once we disconnect to that guy up there who has an aerial perspective, an aerial view of everything, and we disconnect from him, the chances of we making a very wrong decision, they are very high. The chances are very high. So it's not, it's not so much about our smartness and what we think we need in our lives. It's about our humility to rely on God who knows all things, who knows what we are going to evolve into, who knows what our wives or our husbands are going to evolve into. And then based on that knowledge, tell us today that this person right. is the right person. All right. Once that level of trust was engaged, trust in God was engaged in the process before marriage, you can be certain that everything in marriage will click. Now, I'm not saying that it would not have its own issues, it will have its own disagreements, it will have your own unique challenges and all of that. But the core things, the basic things, God saw it ahead, forgive, giving you that yes or that not. He saw everything ahead. Most people that get into a relationship like that and then they realize that it's a scam. Perhaps God gave them warning signs. They didn't listen. God doesn't leave his people without clues, without signs, without warnings. He doesn't, never. God will never lead you into a wrong Never. He will never do that. He will never lead you into a relationship where somebody will be deceiving you. Where someone will tell you, oh, yeah, I'm fine, I'm good. And then you get married and the person is important. God would have given you warning signs. Perhaps you are not listening. Perhaps you are not looking in his direction. Perhaps you are not trusting in him. Perhaps you trusted in your flesh. You trusted in your ability to figure it out yourself and all of those things. And that's why it's important to follow, you know, the, the dictates and the, you know, the approved process of God in getting involved with somebody else. It's so important, so deep. It's not one that should be done casually. Yeah. Thank you so much. Now, yeah. I'd like you to imagine a delivery bag, you know, the kind that man, a pregnant mm-hmm. woman should have packed, you know, should have gotten ready for her due okay. date. Now, what okay. are the necessary things, okay. I mean, a single person's delivery bag should contain in preparation for marriage? What are the things wow. yes. fantastic okay very quickly i'll run through them the first one is a very strong sense of individuality right. a strong sense of individuality very important you have to know who you are you're a full circle you're not an arc you're a full circle and you're a complete mm-hmm. full circle you're not an arc waiting for another arc to complete you you're a full circle purpose is tied to you mm-hmm. as an entity you are not, your purpose is not dependent on another variable called your husband or your wife. No. It is to the degree that you are full and you're complete that you can now co, you know, fulfill purpose with your husband who is also presumably full and complete. So that's the first thing. And how you get to have a very strong sense of individuality is to know your personality type, to know your identity in Christ Jesus, to know your giftings and your talents, the things you bring to the table, what makes you useful, what makes you valuable to your community. Those are the things that give you a very strong sense of individuality. So that's one. Number two, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. A lot of people are not willing to be vulnerable in relationships. They get into relationships and they are all, they are still themselves. They are still sort of protecting the turf, trying to hide a, a key area of their life. You have to let it all out. And if you're not a person that is willing to take that risk of vulnerability, then you're not likely going to enjoy the benefit and the rewards of intimacy. And so what people want is that they want intimacy, but they don't want vulnerability. They don't want to give vulnerability. Intimacy is a reward. It's not a, it's not a, it's a reward for vulnerability. Vulnerability is the investment. Vulnerability is what you give. Intimacy is what you reap from that investment. 
And so, even as a single person, you have to be willing. Because a lot of people ask me, okay, so you want me to be vulnerable? You want me to tell everybody stuff about my life and all of that? No, I'm not saying that. But once you determine this is the person God is leading me to perhaps get involved with, you have to already agree ahead of time that, see, this person has to know everything. This person have to... You know, I usually use this illustration for that particular you know, concept of vulnerability. That vulnerability is staying naked or being naked in front of someone and hoping the person doesn't take a picture. Mm. And so that's that's the graphic explanation of vulnerability. That is, this person has the right to, to call you out on Instagram, know everything about you, know your, all the dirty stuff. And you, you risk, you know, being known by this person and hoping that that person doesn't take advantage of that knowledge. And that's why... You don't cast your pearls to the swine. You don't just give anybody your vulnerability. You don't just give it to just anybody you met at the mm-hmm. club. You have to be certain that this person has the moral character to handle mm-hmm. you. You're a heavy cargo. You have a, you're a heavy cargo. So when you're giving yourself to someone, you know, you can't be on the middle ground. You're giving yourself wholly Chilted. to that person. And so that person had better be the right person. Mm-hmm. And so that brings all of, I mean, that, that still further emphasizes the place of, you know, uh, following God's pattern in finding that person. And once you find that person, you have to be willing to be vulnerable ahead of time because that person literally has to know everything about you. And another thing I like to say is that you must be able to secure a conviction. Mm. This is very important. You must be able to secure a conviction. Conviction is what assures you that this is the person. So if you don't have a relationship with God, you don't have a relationship with your father, who knows how to talk to you in your own way, who knows how to connect with you, I mean, there's so many decisions that I've made in my life that I can't thank God enough for my relationship with God. Because those are the things that, oh, that was what saved me from making a colossal mm. error in those areas of my life. And so, you know, you have to be able to seek a conviction. You have to be able to get a conviction. And it's not just about marriage, about other things. Do you hear God on basic things? Where to stay, the work to, you know, to do, the employment to accept and all mm. of those things. You know, do you know how to hear God on a normal day to get to polish that area of your life that is, you know, be able to secure conviction. Very, very important. Uh, You understand? So have a sense of individuality, be willing ahead of time, be vulnerable, and then be able to secure a conviction. Because if you don't have a conviction, once you get into marriage, you'd always be questioning the decision to be involved with this guy. You would always keep saying, I'm not even sure you're the right person, Seth. In fact, if I'd waited one more year, maybe I would have found somebody that was better than you. Seriously, you see, you're just, you're just useless and all of those. You just say things that, that you perhaps are not proud of because, you know, you're just never sure. What if I waited one more year? I mean, I mean, you know, hmm. idea about, you know, people feeling like they made a mistake because they were not willing to get a conviction. A conviction just locks your mind. It makes you know that see, this is the best person that God wanted for you at this time. So there's no point, you know, that I'm guessing and say, oh, well, what if, what if, and all of those kind of things. You're just locked in and you're willing to make it work much better than the person that doesn't have the conviction. Okay. So those are the three key things, key so things that I would like to share as the basic things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. those. So on a more personal note, what was your biggest challenge as a single challenge. man? You know, yes, what was your biggest challenge as a single person and how did you deal with it? Challenge? Uh, sincerely, I'll need some more light to understand because I, you know, with respect to relationships yes. generally, right? Yes. Hello, can you? You know, you know, yeah, I can, yeah, hear, I can you hear you. Can hear me fine. 
um, people, how would I put this now? Let me see if I can break this. The way, the way I had okay. it in my head. Marriage yeah, it is. is a blessing. It amplifies a lot of things, you know. For Being single is exciting, yeah, it's cool, is. it's a blessing, yes, but it it's not a curse. But marriage coming into your life, you know, is yeah, like an additional blessing. That, yeah. Yes. So when you were single, were there, were, were there some stuff that, you know, you went through or you experienced that that seemed like maybe too much or too hard too difficult or something that marriage has now made mm. easier mm. for you interesting okay so what i would say about that is that um it's a difficult question to answer because i mean right from time well maybe because of my backdrop of relationship with god it had always been about you know fulfilling okay. purpose and hitting targets for me so i'd always been all about that primarily even right from secondary school so getting to university was all about that you know it was all about thank god i mean we were both in the same university and you saw how you know how i was on campus it was all about you know doing what god required of me to do so for me the challenges i faced were perhaps the challenges that those who are in active pursuit of the purpose of God for their lives face. And those kind of challenges are exciting. Challenges like, okay, how does this land? What, what, how do we influence these people positively? How do we, you know, that kind of challenge in that <laughs> sense. It was not a challenge of, okay, maybe um, I, I was starving and the marriage has not helped me to be able to cook or my wife not helps with the cooking or I was lonely or anything. It wasn't really, it wasn't really regarding things like that. Even though I must say, I must say that hey. I will say that there is, there is a special blessing that marriage does bring to a person's life. The Bible says, "Either find a wife, find a good thing." That means it's a good thing to find a marriage or to find a, a man or a woman, and it says, "And obtains favor from the Lord." That means that favor is a multiplier. It's not like you were cursed before, but getting into a marriage relationship just almost multiplies yeah. the favor effect in your life. And so, yes, um, there's been a quantum leap in that kind of favor, apparently. But it wasn't like I was really in a position of disadvantage or challenged before I got married in that sense. Because I've, I've always been about, you know, the father's business. So that, that's what I'll say, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So on the final note. You know, it's a common belief that upon clocking a certain age or attaining a certain height in life, marriage okay. is the next line of action. What in you is, you know, the criteria to actually start considering marriage? Should it be age? Should it be financial status? Should it, what? What should it be? Position in the family? Maybe as a first That's a child or something. Question. What? Should you know, so basis? on the eve of my wedding, one of my groomsmen asked me, said, "How were you?" sure that it was time to get married and he asked another supporting question and said how much did you have in your mm. account <laughs> before deciding to get married and that was an interesting question because you know but the point is if i had given him the answer to the b question the b question of okay how much did I have in my account he may have been misleading because it was not the amount that i had in my account that determined when i should get married for me it was pretty much that sense of timing I knew it was time and it, it really didn't have much to do with 
the amount in my account, even though, of course, that was a necessary essential in venturing into marriage. It's a necessary essential. Yeah. We have to put some things in place, you know, and all of that. But it's pretty much a faith project and a maturity project. So it's both a maturity project and a faith project. A maturity project in the sense that you have to have all the, you know, emotional strength, the psychological strength, mental strength, be able to handle the demands of having another person mm-hmm. in your life that you are now responsible for. You understand? So that is, you can be 40 years old and have all the money in the world and still not be mentally strong enough to decide to get married. And and so um, that is that is one. And then of course the the sense of timing, which comes Please. with faith. That you know what it is time. And once that faith comes with that time, almost everything else begins to fall in line, and all of that. So um, so the finances will show up, and all of the other things I really need to show up. But that boldness needs to come. That sense of timing that yes, it's time. Because you can wait for the perfect time. Bible says that he that observes the wind will not sow. That means if you are looking at all the perfect conditions and mm. temperature and atmosphere, you just, you yeah. know, you just yeah. may never move. But once you have a sense yeah. of timing, that it's time. Or maybe God had told you before mm. that, okay, this is the time I want you to get married. Everything will flow. And then by the time that time comes, you're able to pick on that project with boldness. So it's both maturity and you know the sense of timing which comes with faith, and that maturity also includes financial maturity too. So don't say, "Oh well, you you don't earn anything, you don't work, and then you want to." Yeah. <laughs> kind of maturity. Yeah, I mean, mental, mental financial, yeah, spiritual, that, maturity, capacity. Yeah, important. Whew, thank you so much, Fidels. It's it's been a pleasure having you in the zone and sharing all of this wonderfully yeah, great insights. I do thank look forward you. to having you thank in the you, zone. Girl. Thanks. In the near future. <laughs> For me myself, thank you. Dear singles, my fellow fellow prestigious global ah, okay. So I truly hope that you know this was as insightful for you as it was for yeah, me. Yeah, it was. And I. I pray that, you know, it will prove useful for all of us singles going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, moving moving on, you know, I don't want you to forget, like Pidam said in the beginning, you are enough. With mm-hmm. or without a partner, yeah. you, you know, strive to becoming a complete person so that going into your marriage, you will not make that marriage suffer. You will not become mm-hmm. a liability in that marriage. Absolutely. Instead, you know, the multiplying effect would actually come into being in your That's marriage. Right. And um, yeah, so That's don't right. wait to have a better relationship with yourself. Don't say it's until I get married. That's when my life will start happening right now, right now, right now. Begin to live right now. Mm-hmm. Is there any optional, you know, stuff that you might want to tell us before okay. so just, you bring this up? Yeah, so just before I go, I'd like to add one more thing to your single food um, you know preparation package you know <laughs> there's any word like that which is the fact that apart from having a strong sense of individuality being able to you know um, secure conviction and uh, being able to involved getting ready to be vulnerable you also have to understand what yeah. it means to love you have to understand what it means to love. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand what it means to love, you really, really cannot either receive love or give love effectively. So you would hurt your husband, you hurt your wife, you hurt your kids. 
And so you have to understand what it means to love. You have to agree that you are lovable and God loves you and then you're special and you're good enough and then you're powerful and you're useful and you're priceless and valuable mm. and all of those amazing things. You have to know those things. You cannot be letting those mm. things depend on someone telling you. Somebody telling you must not be the first time you're hearing those things. You must already know those things for yourself. You understand? If you do not understand love mm. and be willing to give the same to someone, have issues in your relationship and that's why love and give the same and you don't learn that in marriage you have to learn that outside marriage before you get into marriage it's not marriage that will teach you how to love or how to receive love okay it would only test whether you have learned it before Thank you. yeah <laughs> yeah so that's what i would like to add yeah that's a lot a lot thank you so much thank you all right guys Thank you for listening till the end and do not forget <laughs> to to reach out to Dami Ogutunde. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Dami Ogutunde and on Facebook is uh, Dami Ogutunde. He's written such beautiful books. There's one, The Pathfinder. I so much, so much love that book and there are a lot of sermons as well that, you know, he has spoken um, that he has preached, Jai's word preach, you know, and that I could share with you. Well, just reach out to me, I'll send them to you. Uh, thank you guys once again thank for you, listening Brown. to the end. Uh, bye. You have just listened to Mute Zone with Brown. I look forward to hearing from you. Please send me a mail at newzonewithbrown002 at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram at nude underscore zone underscore with underscore brown and please do follow on Twitter at newzonewithb. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic week ahead. Jesus loves you.